mindfulness and meditation. It's always difficult to compare different cultures, different traditions. We have to translate words, ideas, and concepts. These concepts don't transfer exactly from one to another, although they may refer to the same or similar things. Basically, mindfulness is a secular technique, very popular and very helpful for many people today, primarily designed to help deal with the chronic epidemic of stress. It has been extracted from a Buddhist context and lift out of that whole context and presented primarily as a technique-oriented, secular-oriented way of reducing stress. So many Buddhists will recognize the value of this, of course. Many Buddhists will, of course, understand where mindfulness fits in to their general understanding of practice and meditation. And many of them have a little reservation or some more uh, serious reservation about the way mindfulness has been secularized, if you like, or extracted from its full context. Buddhists would say the purpose of any mindfulness exercise is to lead you into becoming a more compassionate person. This dimension of it is lacking in the mainstream way that mindfulness is taught organizationally. The difference between mindfulness, as it is taught in that contemporary secularized form, and meditation as we teach it, could be described as the difference of where we place our attention. In mindfulness exercises or technique, the attention remains on yourself. It may be your body, your body scan, it may be your breathing, it could be being aware of your thoughts or the feelings that are going through you or the sensations that you're having. So basically, the attention remains upon what you are feeling or thinking or, or doing. And that has an immediate calming effect. It takes you out of more stressful, and it has many measurable benefits. How long-lasting they are has not yet been decided, but certainly this has measurable, certainly short-term benefits. Changes your state of mind. Not a bad thing if you're really climbing up the wall. On the other hand, in meditation, the attention comes off ourselves. We're taking the attention off our thoughts, our feelings, our opinions, or our sensations. And this is both radically more simple, but also more demanding. This takes us directly into the teaching of Jesus that we're, we've been looking at about leaving self behind. Basically, the difference between the two is quite clear, quite simple, as I see it. And I've spoken about this with many Buddhists and mindfulness teachers, and I think they agree that this is a way of describing the difference. There's no hostility or competition there, but it is important, I think, today to see this clear distinction between mindfulness, as it is called, and meditation, as we call it. But the fruits of meditation include the benefits of mindfulness. I would say that the difference between benefits and fruits is simply whether you try to measure them or not or how well you can measure them. So you could measure, are you sleeping better at night since you've been doing this? 
These are benefits that, of course, are certainly good and desirable and can be measured up to a point. But what about the fruits of meditation? The fruits of the Spirit, as St. Paul calls them, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fidelity, gentleness, and self-control. He says there is no law dealing with such things as these. No law, in other words, and you can't measure them either. You can't measure on a quantifiable scale how joyful you are, how, how loving you are, how patient you are, how kind you are, how gentle you've become, but you know it. And you also know, at the end of the day, that these fruits are reflecting a fuller experience of humanity. This is what it is to be human. You don't measure the human or define the human by your blood pressure or your sleep patterns or your stress levels, although that, that affects how human you feel maybe, but uh, you don't define humanity by those measurable benefits. You define or understand humanity by these fruits of the Spirit, which we understand to be the life of God growing, burgeoning, flowering in us. These fruits of the Spirit are really aspects of the life of God showing through, just as the heather growing in very dry ground bursts through the soil. So the fruits of the Spirit burst through the soil of our being, flower. Our divinization is a flowering of our humanity. And so we can say, in a theological sense, that the fruits of the Spirit show the same kind of meaning or the same work of the Spirit as the benefits. In other words, you can measure the benefits, but you can't measure the fruits. But grace works on nature. Grace of God that enters into human existence doesn't come from outer space. It comes through nature. Why it's very dubious to talk about to talk about supernatural things. We're always interested in the supernatural, but what's much more real and interesting is the real meaning of the natural, and it is through nature, through the natural, through our own nature, our own psychology, our own physiology, our own psychology, our mind and body, and it is through our human nature that grace touches, emerges, and transforms us. And that, not surprisingly, registers on a level of our existence which we can measure up to a point. So what we are doing, in answer to your question, is a way of contemplative prayer, and we understand that to mean that we are entering not into our prayer, but into the prayer of Jesus, the prayer of the Spirit. We do not know how to pray, but the Spirit prays in us deeper than words. We, and we discover that in doing that, as a disciplined part of our life, that we come into a deeper union with Christ. Now, one of the fruits of this practice of meditation is that we become more mindful. I had a student in Georgetown who, who told me that after being meditating for about a week, regularly and very disciplined way, he said, my wife told me at the end of the week, uh, Jim, I hope you keep meditating. And he noticed that as he walked to school every day, that he was now aware of 
where he was walking and the environment he was in and the weather and the, and the buildings and the trees and nature. He said, I never noticed it before and I suddenly was aware of it. That was all, just awareness, just more aware, more observant. Then he also noticed that he said, it seemed to me that the people I was working with on the projects in the school, he said, I, I had this sense that they liked me more. Maybe he was liking himself more, or he was being himself more, and less controlling, less manipulative, and less egocentric. So these, I think, you could say would be aspects of how meditation makes us more aware, more mindful, more, more conscious, more present. More aware, for example, of how our physical presence could impact on others. You know, sometimes we can become unconsciously very encapsulated in ourselves and we're sitting in a large group and we come into a room full of meditating people and we just think about, oh, I'm 20 minutes late for meditation, but at least I made it. And, you know, you come in and bang the door and sit down and take your favorite seat, cause a lot of disturbance. I don't think... Have you been meditating for some time, you would do that. I think you would just become more sensitive, really, to the environment and to the presence of others. So I think mindfulness is very clearly a, a one of the fruits of meditation. 